Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. God's world shows us his power and his beauty. His word shows us how he wants us to live and his instructions. So together, they show us who God is and how he wants us to live. God's world and God's word reveal God's glory, all right? There's another way to say it. You want to know what God's like? Read your Bibles and look outside. That's the whole sermon right there. Read your Bibles, go look outside. You're going to get to know who God is through those two things. God's world and God's word reveal God's glory. Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. The book of Psalms consists of words of mourning and words of joy, words of lament and words of praise. While it can be difficult for us to relate to the exact challenges spoken of in this book, we can all relate to the emotions those challenges elicited in the writers. Emotions of discouragement, despair, hopelessness, and rejection. While the writers grapple with how to process their people's pain, they learn they can still offer praise to God for His love and faithfulness. In this series, we will examine the challenges the people of Israel faced and draw from their faith as they looked forward to a Messiah who would one day save them. And on this side of the cross, we can look at this book to see how God was faithful in sending Jesus to save us and how God is still faithful to see us through whatever difficulty we have. Please enjoy the message. He did not leave himself without a what? A witness since he did what is good by giving you rain from heaven and fruitful seasons and filling you with food in your hearts with joy. Now jump over to chapter one of the book of Romans. Paul talks about the same idea of general revelation with these words, one of the most common go-to passages for for the topic of general revelation. He says this, for God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all godlessness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Since what can be known about God is evident among them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and his divine nature have clearly been seen from the creation of the world, being understood through what he has made. As a result, people are without an excuse, all right? So what these verses are showing us is that part of who God is can be seen in the world that he created. Now let me bring this home to you in your life for a second, okay? You go hiking and you get to the top of a 14er, that's general revelation. You're getting to see God's power and his beauty. You sit down with your family for your weekly movie night and you enjoy that time and soak it in, that's general revelation. You're learning that God is loving and relational. You feel incredibly productive at the end of a hard week of work. That's general revelation because you're learning that God himself is hardworking as well. You meet up with a friend over a nice cup of coffee or at a really good restaurant with great food. That's general revelation. You are getting to learn that God will always provide for you and give you what you need. So part of who God is can be seen through general revelation, but it's not enough for saving knowledge. In order to experience salvation and to know God more, we have to look at him through a different lens. In 2010, NASA launched what is called the Solar Dynamics Observatory. 
The purpose, goal of the Solar Dynamics Observatory was to capture some pictures of the sun. I believe I have a rendition of it. Get up close to the sun, snap several different pictures of it. So after it's launched into space, the Solar Dynamics Observatory captured the first picture of the sun in what is just a kind of very classic, general-looking picture of the sun. It's round, it's yellow, it looks like a sun, right? Now, if you look really closely at this picture, kind of towards the top, the top third, you see some black spots. Well, these are areas of the sun where gas is being emitted at a little bit of a cooler temperature, apparently, than the rest of the area, and for whatever reason, it shows up black and darker. So you look at a picture like this, you go, that's great. There's a big yellow ball in space that's called our sun. It's nice. The interesting thing about the Solar Dynamics Observatory is that it had the ability to capture images in x-ray as well. Now, x-rays are invisible to our eyes. We can't see them. It's same x-rays you go like when you're at the dentist, right? So the very same day, the Solar Dynamics Observatory captured a picture of the sun in x-ray vision and it displayed as this. Look at this difference. You see so much more detail in both how dark it is and how light it is in different spots. If you were to zoom in, those same black spots, you can see where that gas is being emitted. And if you were to zoom in real closely, these are large solar flares that are bigger than the size of the Earth itself. So when you look at the sun in a different lens, you get a much clearer picture of what it actually is and a better understanding of what is actually there. That's what we need to do when it comes to God and the way that he's revealed himself to us, which is where David goes in the next part of Psalm 19. So with all that being said, let's pick it back up. This is verse 7 of chapter 19. David says this, the Lord's, excuse me, the instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The command of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are reliable and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold, than an abundance of pure gold, and sweeter than honey dripping from a honeycomb. In addition, your servant is warned by them, and in keeping them there is an abundance reward." And so in this middle section, David then shifts and he starts talking about God's law. Now, at first, you might be caught off guard by this. You're like, hold on, wait a second. We were just talking about like the heavens and the sun and the expanse and all this like physical creation. And now we're talking about like precepts and laws and ordinances. Like, how are these connected? What's going on here? All right. What David is trying to show us now in this second part of Psalm 19 is that different lens that we need to look at God through in order to understand who he is really like. And that different lens is the word of God. As David refers to the law. He does so in this very poetic way. I think I have a chart of this to show you what this is like, okay? David does this. He lists the law with some different type of word, okay? Then an attribute of that word and then the effect of that attribute, okay? So the instruction of the Lord, was it? what is it? Perfect. What does it do? Renews one's life. Testimony of the Lord. What is it? Trustworthy. What does it do? Makes the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord. What are they? Right. What do they do? They make the heart glad and on and on it goes, right? Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. 
Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope that this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we'd love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives, and much, much more. Do you want to know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed at a local church. Because it's here that we met Jesus, and He changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We would love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, valleyviewcc.com, for more information. And again, those Sunday service times are at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. Now let's get back to our program. Do I have any artists in the room? Anybody who's a sculptor, painter, photographer? Come on, get your hand up, anybody? There it is, I see some of you, okay? What do you artists do after you've created something, some type of piece of art? What do you typically do? You put it on display, right? When David makes something, I don't put that thing on display. Nobody wants to see that, all right? It's not good for anybody. You guys are actually good at this stuff. When you create something, that piece of art, is an extension of yourself. You put it on display for other people so they can know a little bit about who you are and how you operate. It's the same thing with God when it comes to his word. He is an artist. He's a sculptor. He's a painter. And he's revealed himself through creation and through his word. And it's through his word specifically here that we learn things that he's like perfect. He's trustworthy, right, glad, radiant, pure, on and on it goes. So to get back to that theological language that we talked about, theologians refer to this idea, this type of revelation, as special revelation. Not general revelation, but special revelation. In other words, we get to learn more about who God is and what he wants from us when we look at his word, all right? I have a question here. How many of you, for your job, have to somewhat regularly write some type of paper or report and present it to people. How many of you have to do that for your job? Yeah, a few of you? Awesome, okay, great. I do too, that's why I'm up here on the stage right now, okay? And in a previous season of life, I had to do this a lot more when I was in seminary, learning how to become a pastor. I had to write a lot of papers and present them to my professor. That whole program was, ex it was capstoned by what they call their orals examination. What I had to do for my orals examination was write a paper of everything that I believe about every theological topic. I had to back it up with verses from the Bible. Then I had to present that paper to a panel of professors and then defend it without notes orally. You think this is intimidating being up on that stage? You got to try that sometime, all right? So I thought when I was writing this sermon, I'm like, a lot of this stuff is already familiar, and I'm already kind of introducing the church here to these world, this world of theology with general and special revelation. Why don't they just read part of my paper to kind of better describe the idea here? So I have my orals paper right here. The very, very first doctrine that you are supposed to write on is that of revelation. 
all right? In other words, before we can talk anything else about who God is, we have to know how it is that we can even know him, okay? So I'm going to read you part of my section of my paper here from seminary. But before I do that, I need everybody to raise their hand. Everybody raise your hand. Get up in the air, all right? Repeat these words after me. I will not laugh at David. All right, one more time for good measure. I will not laugh at David. All right, you said it, not me, okay? All right, so here we go. This is the doctrines of revelation. Through the power of his spirit, God has made himself and by extension his truth known to all of creation through two modes of revelation, general and special. General revelation includes everything that can be known about himself through the created order. The heavens and the skies proclaim the glory of God and the work of his hands to all human beings. He has revealed some of his divine attributes through the created order by which all of humanity can partially know what he's like. That God is a being of structure can be seen in how he created order from chaos when he made the heavens and the earth. God has revealed his kindness by providing humanity with rain, crops, and food that bring life and joy. God has revealed his relational nature by creating humanity in his image and after his own likeness. Now, while partial knowledge of God can be discerned through general revelation, complete and saving knowledge can only be experienced through special revelation. And there are two primary forms of special revelation, the written word of God and the person of Jesus Christ. The word of God is comprised of the 66 books of the Old and New Testaments, and they reveal God's will for salvation and holy living and serve as the final and supreme authority for all matters to which they speak. Now, no laughing. You said it, all right? Sum that up to say it like this, okay? This is my big idea this morning. God's world and God's word reveal God's glory. God's world and God's word reveal to us who God is, okay? God's world shows us his power and his beauty, his word shows us how he wants us to live and his instructions. So together, they show us who God is and how he wants us to live. God's world and God's word reveal God's glory, all right? There's another way to say it. You want to know what God's like? Read your Bibles and look outside. That's the whole sermon right there. Read your Bibles, go look outside. You're going to get to know who God is through those two things. God's world and God's word reveal God's glory. There's a philosopher from the 1700s known as Immanuel Kant, and he wrote on several different philosophical and theological topics, and he has this quote that I thought was very, very fitting for this conversation as he spoke to these things. He said, two things fill the mind with ever new and increasing admiration and awe the more steadily we reflect on them. The starry heavens above me and the moral law within me. God's world and God's word reveal God's glory. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. I hope that this message has been an encouragement to you. I know that it has been to others. You see, it is through the generous contributions of people like you that this ministry can thrive and get God's truth out into the world. I recently received a card from someone who said, Thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. They are encouraging and refreshing as we get the opportunity to hear biblically-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. And that is just one of several notes that we have received of those who appreciate the teaching here at Hope for the Day. 
If you'd like to become a partner of ours, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website at valleyviewcc.com. It's there that you can click on the Give tab, and then you can designate your gift to go to the Hope for the Day ministry. And we would love it if you would partner with us in this way, and I know many others would as well. If you are in the Denver metropolitan area, we wouldn't want you to just be a supporter of ours. We want you to attend one of our services in person to be a part of the experience that we have here at Valley View Christian Church. We offer three service times on Sunday at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. And it's at each one of these services that we record the messages that you hear here on Hope for the Day. Now let's get back to today's broadcast. Now in the last section of Psalm 19, David pivots and begins to speak to how we can respond to these different modes of revelation. Now that, God is, now that we know how God has revealed himself, what are we supposed to do? So we're going to pick it back up in verse 12. And David says this, who perceives his unintentional sins? Cleanse me from my hidden faults. Moreover, keep your servant from willful sins. Do not let them rule over me. Then I will be blameless and cleansed from blatant rebellion. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So here David shifts to talk about how can we respond to these modes of revelation. And his response can basically be summed up as saying this. God wants us to respond by being obedient and worshipful. Hey, David says here, he's asking God to cleanse him from any of the sins that are within him. Cleanse him from any of these unintentional sins and blatant rebellion, right? He's speaking to his desire to respond to God faithfully to the degree that God has revealed himself. God says, this is who I am. This is how I want you to live. I'm telling you in my word. And David says, I want to follow that, Lord. Help me be a part of that. And then he responds by talking about his desire to praise God. He pleads with God to accept the words of his mouth and the meditation of his heart. You ever think about that? This is what we do when we worship God. He's revealed himself to us, who he is, and we are giving it back to him. We're saying, God, take our words, receive them, and be glorified. Receive the meditation of my heart. And then David ends the very last section here by referring to God as his rock and as his redeemer. Now this is huge, so I need you to like pay attention. You like checked out, you started thinking about lunch or something this afternoon, come back here for a second because this is, is really important, okay? The word redeem here in Hebrew is a financial transactional term that refers to the purchase that somebody made in order to get something back that was lost. Maybe it was a servant or some, some part of their flock, something like that. The word redeem was used to describe that transactional process of bringing that back and purchasing back so that it can return to its original. Okay? If you've been following Jesus for any point in your life, then you know that he is our what? Redeemer. And that's what David says here. He says, my rock and my redeemer. And so this, this psalm ends by foreshadowing the role that Jesus has as the final and perfect form of revelation from God. The book of Hebrews in chapter 1 tells us that Jesus is the exact representation of the being of God. 
You want to know what God is like? You look at Jesus. And Jesus himself is the very word of God, according to John chapter 1, all right? Let me read you the last section of my paper where I talk about this, okay? Special revelation, the person of Jesus Christ serves as another form of special revelation. Jesus is the very word of God and has made himself known to all of humanity. Jesus revealed that he is the only way to experience a saving, eternal relationship with God. Through his incarnation, Jesus revealed God's faithful commitment to what? To redeem his chosen people. God now definitively and finally reveals himself through the person and work of Jesus Christ to which the written word of God attests. God's world and God's word reveal God's glory. Now maybe you've picked up on this about me from the few times I'm up here on the stage or what you know about me personally. I have a tendency to like think as I speak. So when I like really wanna make a point, I write it out and I just read it word for word. So I figured that was the best, safest way to end my sermon here with this, okay? So I'm gonna read you word-for-word description here. This is a summary of Psalm 19 and these two forms of revelation and kind of just a a gospel call in general, okay? Now this is short, but it's packed. So bear with me, okay? Here we go. God has revealed himself to humanity through his creation and through his word. But in our sinful natures, we've taken that revelation and rejected it and have become lost in our sin. We have become enslaved because of our rebellious acts against God. And yet, God did not leave us in our sin. Instead, he sent his son into the world to be our redeemer, to ransom us from the power of death. Through his death, he has purchased the price required in order to restore us to our relationship with God. That all those who would turn from their sin and place their faith in Christ, the ultimate and final form of revelation, will get to experience a brand new life in him. That for anyone who is found in Christ, they are a new creation. And they join the rest of God's people in waiting for the day when Christ returns in glory once and for all to establish a new heaven and a new earth where we will get to dwell with him for all eternity in a new creation. God's world and God's word reveal God's glory. Last summer, NASA released some pictures from the James Webb Telescope that captured some of the most stunning in detail pictures of the universe that humans have ever seen. I wanted to share one of those pictures with you from an area right here in our own galaxy. It's known as the Carina Nebula. According to astronomers, the Carina Nebula is one of the largest active star forming regions in the galaxy. Now think about that for a sec. Active star forming regions. I think as believers, we have a tendency to think that at the very beginning of time, God just created it all and called it good. But according to these type of scientific discoveries, God is still creating new things right now. God is still creating new, beautiful, powerful things up in the stars and in the heavens. If that's true up there, think about the new, powerful, beautiful things he can create in your life as the pinnacle of his creation. And so that means if you're a believer here today and you're working through something challenging, some difficulty that you're facing, that story's not over because God is still creating a new creation within that. And that's a promise that you can hold on to. If you're not a follower of Jesus here today, then what you have is the opportunity to experience the new creation 
and the new life that God is offering you through his son, Jesus. We all have an opportunity to respond to the way that God has revealed himself through his world and through his word by placing our faith in Christ. And so church, let's do that this week. Okay, as we head off into our week of of work or vacation or you're spending time in the mountains, let's take those moments to respond to God's beautiful creation and revelation through our act of obedience and praise because God's world and God's word reveal God's glory. Let's pray, church. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for who you are and we are so grateful for the way that you have revealed yourself to us your beautiful creation and your beautiful son who is the word of God himself. Lord, we want to take that and receive that for our lives today, whatever may be going on, whether that's an act of faith that we need to do for the first time or just a promise that we need to hold on to and whatever we're facing right now this week, help us to do that. Help us to receive who you are in the way that you've revealed yourself to us by being obedient to your instructions and praising you for the work that you've done in our lives through Jesus. And it's in his crucified and risen name that brings new life that we pray all these things. Amen. Well, unfortunately, we have to bring today's message to a close. But my hope is that the word that was spoken was an encouragement to you. That's always our hope here at Hope for the Day. Did you know that these messages are recorded at Valley View Christian Church every Sunday? And if you're here in the Denver metropolitan area, we'd love to have you attend one of our Sunday services at Valley View Christian Church. We have Sunday service times at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. And we'd love to have you come and attend one of those services and be with us. And I, Pastor Philip Holland, would love to meet you in person. And also remember that the Hope for the Day broadcast is available on your favorite podcast provider. So we look forward to having you again with us on Hope for the Day.